Sunday, Erica. Hey, happy Sunday. How are you, Woody? I was good, but then you forced me to sound happy to talk to you, so. <laughs> Is there a reason you're unhappy today? I'm not unhappy. I'm just saying. We have a beautiful guest today, Woody. Would that make you happy? Yes, we do have a guest. Yes, Would we you do like have to a guest. Our First off, I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves after I introduce them. So we have Sephora here. She's going to join us today for our topic. And she's familiar with the topic we're going to talk about. Which is? Moving the out. <laughs> and back in. And Oh, yeah. in her <laughs> oh, case. That's a twist. Whoa, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> we're talking about moving out of a home. <laughs> All right, so. All right. So we're going to have Sephora talk to us, and she's going to tell us about Expensive um, moving, and you just knocked out not two microphones. Actually, a microphone knocked out. I'm knocking mine. I'm the top one. Knock yours, E. But knock yours, off. Yours is not recording, E. I'm not recording. Oh, wait a minute. I I think I know why I'm not recording right here. Oh no! Wait, I just messed it up. Okay, this should be on. And it's still probably a problem later, but anywho. Yeah, so Sephora is going to tell us about, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of his experience is moving. Whether it's moving from a dorm, your parents' house, your own house if you got kicked out, an apartment from state to state, another country. I could relate to another country because I wasn't born here. You were? Oh, that is true. No, I was not born here. Oh. Don't tell him that is true. Don't be snitching on me, man. Where were you born, Woody? We talk about this all the time, E. I was, I'm Haitian, of course. Okay, but our listeners don't know this. They know this from episode two about the parade and everything. But what if, if someone didn't hear episode two and they're curious on episode six? Go back to episode two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you want more information about me, that's the episode to get it at. Okay. All right, so we're going to kind of get into it a little bit. But before that, how was your weekend? I mean, your week, actually. It was quite challenging, but I'm here. I survived it. That's the same thing you said last week. <laughs> it's not like you're in a war zone. So there you go. So my job is a survival zone. That's what I do every week. I survive it. All right. So, Paul, how was your week? My week was pretty good, relaxing. I didn't get into much, honestly. Um, just adjusting with being back. and It was a cool week. Well, being that I'm your family member, I know you don't do shit. You stay at the house all day. Whoa. <laughs> she said relaxing, okay? Like, it is. Let's put it in perspective. It's called being lazy. Nah, it's not. If, if I've been working for years, it's my first time having a little break, I'm going to take advantage of it. So Absolutely. So you're telling me everybody else that's been working for years. And you know, hates it. Maybe wouldn't have a break, whoa, too. That's, 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 that's the choice that was made by you. You hate it. Right? Exactly. So... You're basically being home, doing nothing. And how long have you been back? Three weeks. Three weeks. Who have you visited since you've been back? My siblings, mainly. I mean, it's COVID out here. People, you got to be cautious. People don't want you in their house. You can't just be popping up. Back from where? Oh, from Maryland. I was living in Maryland for three years. Okay. And working in Maryland? Yeah, working... Just pretty much living life out there for a good three years. And then I'm originally from New York, so moving back home now. Literally back home. 
yeah. the same house you grew up in. But it's a, separate, it's a separate yeah. level now. now. I'm just saying, like, it's just same neighborhood, same everything. Yes. The reason for your reiteration? Don't forget, your monthly review's coming up. Reasoning for your reiteration, Woody, of her moving back. And, and emphasis on the word back. Well, again, she's... Coming from someone who never out. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I've moved. Facts. I had my shit moved. Do you remember your moving process? Oh, my moving process is still moving in. <laughs> Sticking on with the same people I've been living with. <laughs> Listen, I moved in with my parents. We moved, we moved, we moved. And I haven't experienced the moving back process. Do you are you aware that the US census has came up with the figure that in the average person or the average American person's lifespan, you move 11 times. Ooh. That's a lot yeah. of moving. Now, at this facet of your life, just take a mental note. How many times have you already moved? And I'm going to ask that question in a few. I'm, wow, that's actually... I'm because thinking, I actually thought of my number earlier, so <laughs> I have a little heads up, hands up on you guys. So I actually know how many times, and I wasn't even aware of that. And I was like, wow. And yeah. And I'm actually thinking about mine right now. So let's see. You never really think yeah. about how many times you move. When you calculate, it's, like, it's kind of easy to get to 11, actually. Right. Yo, that's crazy. I thought 11 was such a huge number. I was like, right. 11 times? But... At this stage of my life already, I've moved eight times already. My number is five. Mine is five. That is, I didn't think about it like that. Technically, I thought like I've basically been living like the same place forever. Not forever, but like a right. like, long time. And my current address is the longest address that I've been at. What's the years? 20. That's good. My current address is 13. Yours? Mine... Off and on, I'd have to say probably like 26. No, you moved there to go to Delaware. No, I mean my current right now, which is at Queens. That's what I'm saying. So you count from when you were raised there? Right. Yeah, okay. I've only been out four years. Oh, damn. Yeah, so 26, 27 years, yeah. You got, got your beat, E. But Sorry. with the break in between. Like you've been living consistently. At this address, right. right. So it's not like this was my childhood address and then I moved back to it and I'm counting that. No, I mean, when I moved to this address, it's been 20 years right. that I haven't uh, had another address. Does it even feel like a 20 years old? It doesn't. <laughs> and I look at my apartment and it's like, I don't seem like, it doesn't seem like I've been here for 20 years. But you know, a lot of people would like, say like they move somewhere, right? And that's, they don't, that's not where they plan to stay. They're like, oh yeah, I'm staying here for like a year or two. Next thing you know, you're there That's for a how long it time. <laughs> I planned on staying there, Woody. I live in like a coveted <laughs> location and I, I like my neighborhood. Like, but most people that move, not because they want to move, they always say that, you know, it's only going to be for a year. I just till I get back, yeah, temporary, till I get back on my feet, you know, till I find me my Prince Charming or my Queen. There's a bunch of excuses. Till I find that good job. Next thing you know. Five years later, two years later. Your pension check is coming in the same address. <laughs> Have you ever moved to a location out of desperation? No. It's really? always plenty Oh, no, no, not me. Me uh, either. I'm only desperate for a roof over my head, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, but, every time I've moved, it's been because I chose to move. I've never had to move by the grace of God due to desperation. Right. It, it's, it's crazy what you're saying that now because based on COVID, it's like they saying a lot of houses are like for foreclosure and a whole bunch of other things. And Which bank, is horrible. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's awful given the situation. I think they should understand the circumstance and be like, okay, we can work with you. Because where where are they gonna go? Like their income is probably cut, family's probably struggling. Where do they expect them to go? Well, let's ask Woody because Woody is anti socialism. So let's ask Woody what he supposes the American government do with this population that he just happened to bring up. Me. First of all, I don't Nobody's a socialist, okay? I never said anything about socialism. All I, I said, I said was, anti. Okay. Oh, okay. I should have paid attention to that. I said anti. No. I mean, I don't have a solution for it. That's why I'm not in politics. I don't have a solution for it. They won't let people live rent-free or mortgage-free. Then do it. If they don't, then they don't. I mean, it's, it's not a system you really can fight. What are you going to do? Protest by not paying your mortgage? Yeah. I mean... It's not something that is in anyone's control, you know? It's something that's out of your control. So I feel like the government should have something. They have the money. They should have no, no, something no. in place but as far as to like, help them. But the government, if they want to give out money, or... But actually, they, I think they did a couple of things where you could get certain... Well, we talk about certain loans. But if they want to give out money, to me, I, honestly, I, I don't know. <laughs> But you could give people a chance to find a way to keep their home through some type of program. I don't think people, well, let's just say um, the average American mm-hmm. doesn't wake up and say, I'm not going to pay my mortgage today. No, and I, I have the funds available. No, right? what I'm saying is, for example, right, just how they gave out that first package we had like for small businesses. And there were actually huge companies that actually got their hands on those paperwork that had lawyers to go, they took That's the money. That's another episode. So which, I feel right. like with something like that, it's like it's somebody, the wrong people are going to take advantage right. of it. Right, like the well, lower class people yeah. who don't know how to fill out the paperwork, who don't it's have access screwed. to it. Yeah, always. And, and you're going to have somebody that owns an 18-bedroom mansion getting their mortgage paid. Right. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a flawed, it's, everything's just flawed. So what's your solution or what... What do you suggest that the government do? I say us people have to stick together. And I say this. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Obama. I, this, I, this, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. All I'm saying is somebody's moving and that's what we're talking about today. Whether it's people that's losing their home, unfortunately, hopefully they find a way the system helps them. Or it's people like us. Another thing uh, uh, that just made me think of that. <laughs> She's not well, gonna uh, I'm always all over the place before. You'll see that. So, like like you mentioned, Woody, the people that are going to start losing their home due to uh, the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Are you aware that some families live in uh, storage facilities? Oh, no. Yeah. Not aware of that. Again, I'm not the bad guy here. All I'm saying is they have to come up with a way where people that's not supposed to be on that program cannot get in that program. Like, say, you have people that's going to take advantage of the system. They got to find a way for that. No, I totally agree with that. But it's just concerning and alarming to me that ultimately it's the children that are going to suffer, not the adults. Because an adult is always going to find a way to fend for themselves. It's like the children that suffer. 
And the thing is, the way they got it sometimes, too, is... I know somebody lived in a homeless shelter. It's like, it's actually hard to even get in. They have like, like you got to be there at a specific mm-hmm. time. And it's like, it's, 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 it's hard. So it's like, say people going to the shelters now, jobs are rare to come by. Kids are in homeschooling. So something definitely does have to be done. I don't have the answer. So I'm we're, moving just, we're moving on. We're going to leave that subject alone. <laughs> You're making me seem like I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter for a second. Man. Oh, no way. <laughs> You're attacking me, man. Why do you feel attacked? It's, like, it's like you were daring me to say make America great again. I'm like, <laughs> you're just baiting me. I, what? I mean, you're the one holding the red pen, Woody. I'm just asking a question. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> moving on about moving on, okay? Yeah, so getting back to my original point. So the U.S. Census has noted that the average American moves 11 times in their lifetime. And I found that number to be quite high. But like I said, once I did my math and I see that I'm at number eight, I was like, wow, that is a number that's feasible. You're at? I'm at five. Same, five. Five, five. Okay, so what's our next point, Woody? Um, we'll be right back. <laughs> what? All right, another one of Erica's irresponsible breaks. So, um, <laughs> so far, so basically, you moved back. What was the reason for moving in the first place? Where did you go? What were your expectations? And let's go. Alrighty. So, I originally was doing traveling for my job. Um, so I traveling had what? traveling occupational therapy. Okay. So I had got some contracts originally in Cali. I didn't like the West Coast, so I was like, I'm gonna move back. And then I got a contract in Maryland. That was only two months. So I was like, all right, let me take this contract, see how it is, see how I like it. Moved out there for two months. And it was I was like, this is dope. I could see myself living out here. Moved back to New York quickly just to get my stuff in order. And then got a permanent job out there. And then I packed up. I didn't have any furniture, just like clothes and stuff. My parents drove me out there. I had got a place like that same, probably that same week. I had found a location that I was going to move to, um, and then I just took it took off from there. So I was there for three years, pretty much, and it was... Sephora, before you continue, I have some questions. Go for it. <laughs> How was the moving process to a state that you were unfamiliar with? Like, what made you choose that neighborhood in particular, and what made you choose... Uh, I'm not sure if you went to a development or if you chose a home. Uh, what made you made What made you decide to go there? Got it. Okay. So um, when I was there originally the, for the first couple months, the place where I was at, I really liked that area. So coming back to Maryland, I was like, I want to find something in that same vicinity since I kind of know. I had done an Airbnb for two months. Okay. So I already kind of knew the area. I was, was like, that right. expensive? Yes. But the thing is that because I was on contract, okay. um, they cover it. They covered nice. my housing. So I didn't have to worry about that. Nice. So I was able to see how the area was. So when I came back, I knew I wanted to kind of be in that same place, but it was very expensive. Like once I realized how much it was and it was coming out of my pocket now and not someone paying for it, I was like, that's not happening. So I truly just went on, um, I think it was apartments.com and I just made a list of like five apartments. And when I came down for my job interviews, I was like, in that same day, 
I have to try and find a spot because once I go to New York, it's a wrap because I have to come back with all my things at that point. Right. So I made a list of about five, six apartments. After my interview, I drove around Maryland, went to different spots. Um, and then I think it was the third spot I went to. I was like, all right, I really like this area. I really, it's very accessible. That had to be something for me. Like coming from New York, you have places that if you want to go somewhere right around the corner, you could go. So I wanted somewhere that was accessible that I could get in my car, short drive, restaurants, stuff like that. Um, so that's how it went down. I found a spot like that, went into the leasing office and they ran the credit, everything right away, got approved and walk us through that. Walk us through the leasing process because a lot of our listeners have never signed the lease and a lot of our listeners are curious as to what to expect. So walk us through what happened when you stepped foot into the management office all right so you go into the leasing office pretty much let them know what you're looking for so i let them know i was looking for just one bedroom apartment um they sit down they give you like the units and the prices or whatever and then they're like okay we're gonna take a tour so you take a tour see what the apartments are like so just to make sure certain people gotta have the you know things in order they do have to run your credit they are gonna run your credit they do want to see that you have a job. So either your pay stub or offer letter. Like they want something for proof of income. And this so, is before they allow you to see the unit. Yes. Okay. So they they want to make sure that okay, you got your stuff in order. You're not wasting any time to right. show you a few apartments and okay. realize right. you can't afford it or you don't have the job security. So it makes sense. Right. So they go through that process with you, give you a tour of the facility, and then you decide, okay, I do want to actually try and go for an apartment. So that's when they sit down, they get out some paperwork, run your credit to see if you're going to be approved. Okay. So you get approved, depending on your credit, you could have a high um, security deposit, maybe no security deposit if, yeah. if your credit is on point. Um, so I did have a, a small security deposit. It wasn't nothing crazy. Good credit. Um, <laughs> Shout credit. out to good oh, credit. Oh, you banging about good credit? <laughs> Um, Good credit is important, people. Very important. Um, One thing I must say is because I was like in such a rush to get everything done, you're like, okay, you're just focused on securing a place. Like I have somewhere to, you know, to live. Make sure you go through everything on that lease because when it comes time to like move out or anything, you signed it, you're held accountable for whatever's in it. So most times I know a lot of people, they just sign stuff. Like we're not reading all of it, but just make sure you actually go through your lease, make sure your dates on your lease are correct. Uh, Um, So before you move on, so are you saying that you had a bad experience in the moving down process? Um, It was, at the end, I I did run into some bumps. I'm definitely going to say I did run into some bumps. That you signed about. Yes, that I signed for. Um, (laughs) But it actually ended up working out. But truly, if if it didn't work out, it's like you don't have any choice. You got to do what you got to do because you You signed signed. it. It's a legal document. Like, so I would say definitely make sure you read your lease. But um, for me, that process, it went pretty smooth. It probably was probably a couple hours I was in and out and back on the road heading to New York. Now, so, were your keys given to you at that moment? No. They weren't? Mm-mm. So, um, I had to, when you come back, because they're going to take you, like, 
on a tour of the apartment mm-hmm. that is actually yours. Make sure everything is on point. Mm-hmm. Make sure you don't have any complaints. And once you agree to the apartment, then they're like, okay, we'll give you the keys to the apartment. Now, my question was going to be, you know, you said they'll let you know if you have the apartment. Do they let you know, like, you know, when you're buying a home, they'll let you know if you have competitive buyers. Like, does it work the same way when, you, when you're renting an apartment? Um, not really the same. It's pretty much once you get approved, you know, you got a spot. Like, you okay. know, you have your apartment. Um, so they give you like what your address would be. But I didn't get to actually see the apartment the because, itself. yeah, I, they still had cleaning and stuff to do in it. So they give you the address and... The address that I actually signed for was a first floor apartment and I actually ended up changing it because I didn't want to be on the first floor. I had read too many things about break-ins and this and that. So I actually ended up changing it. Um, So my apartment ended up being on the fourth floor. So things changed. Was that a fourth floor walk up? It was a walk up. <laughs> get in shape. Yes. Yeah, get in shape, man. It was a walk up. No, like, uh, I didn't even truly, they have only one unit there that is handicap accessible with like an elevator. Right. And I didn't even think about it till like later on that Everybody, I was like, I this is going to be brutal. How was it on laundry or Everything grocery was days? In unit. So oh, the okay. laundry was in units, so okay, that great. worked out. But grocery days, whew, I would you you really learn to start like problem solving. So I would take <laughs> things that okay, this could stay in the trunk. You know, I would pick like okay, these things have to go upstairs today. Tomorrow right. I'm gonna bring some of the That's other sad. things. Like <laughs> it so really, sad. you really, and you really just be carrying like 10 bags up at one time you're like i'm gonna make this trip up one yeah, trip yes i'm gonna make it one of my eight addresses was a fourth floor walk up also so i know that struggle all too well mm-hmm. we had a wash machine but i don't recall having a dryer until later on but Supermarket days were horrible, and the worst was when my parents started shopping at BJ's. I'm sorry. <laughs> you getting books, and we can't name drop that I company. I was waiting for you oh, to we say can't that. can't name drop that company. <laughs> so um, at one point, my company. parents started shopping at a wholesale uh, distributor, mm-hmm. would that be correct? And they didn't offer bags. It was just boxes. Books, BJ's. I mean, that so, company always ooh. does boxes. <laughs> Okay. We don't name big companies anymore. Shout out to the wholesale distributor. So that was worse <laughs> right. when you had to carry these bulk items and they're like too big to fit and you have to walk up four flights. And I'm the tallest of the bunch, if you can't tell. <laughs> and I used to be like, oh, it was horrible. I, I first actually learned about walk ups when I used to work for a, a mattress company, right? And people will get deliveries and they'll ask you, is it a walk up? They'll literally charge you for every flight. Right. They'll what? literally... They'll Not li- like every floor, every flight. Isn't it the same thing? No. <laughs> no. So, so, on. so, one, so, so you're including the landings? Yeah, because that's one flight. I was going to say the flight. I thought flight was the whole, the whole thing. From floor to floor. You could be right. Yeah. Well, some people say a flight of stairs. Yeah, some you can't go two, by a flight of stairs. So some people say two, flight up, two flights up. Oh, I live two flights up. Past the grocery store. I don't know. Is flight like one flight, two flights, or is flight like one fish, two, two fish? Two. One sure. flight is, I think, just one up. Just one but up. But then we still, like, I had to, like, kind of walk around a little bit and go up, walk around. And then and you go, go up, up another flight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they, flight yeah. is like once you reach a landing, that's one flight. 
you go up. So, yeah. like, if it's two flights between floors, what? then you had two flights. What? <laughs> if it's two flights between stairs, yeah, you got two, two flights. Yeah, two flights of steps. If you had... No, she's saying if you got two flights between stairs, you got two flights. Like, if you live on the third and fourth floor, there can be two flights between so, the so third and fourth floor. From... I had three flights. So, so it's between up. your floors. Yeah. So, so He's not understanding. No, no, so that. educate me here. So a flight is from ground to the next landing. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. So even if you're on the fourth floor, it's not like you have four flights to get up there. So it's like... Four, four floor, but it was three flights for me to get to my level, if that makes sense. First floor, second floor, and then third floor, and then oh, fourth floor. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So it only had three flights of steps to get up there. If we're incorrect, please let us know. <laughs> Something interesting. Radio. We do construction. We should know this. <sighs> I really don't know. Because <laughs> they do like, yo, go upstairs or... They don't say go... Even if they say go flight up, I know to go one floor. For some reason, that's right, just how right. your mind works. No, I think you're right. I don't know. Right. But I remember they used to always charge people based on walk-ups. Like, how many walk-ups, how many, how many... Flights of steps. Flights of yeah. walk-ups, you know, we got to do. It's like, oh, you know, uh, three, third floor. They, they'll charge them, like, literally for that. And they should because it's work. Like... Uh, it can't it be that is, bad. No. Trust me. When I moved out, I hired movers. I was like, it's no way... That was going to be... That was going to be one of the part of the topic today, too, is so... Moving, making the process easier. It's like some people do it themselves. Mm -hmm. Some people hire movers. Some people get their friends and feed them. (laughs) I've been through many of those. You get paid in food and that's it. So, Erica, the times that you've moved. Okay, so. Are you doing research? I was. So do you want me to answer your question or do you want to? Oh, educate me first because I want to know. Educate you first. So the flights are... Separated by landings. Nice. So I'll show you the image here. So this stairway has two flights and one landing. So it would be like if this is the second floor will be here Mm -hmm. and the first floor will be here. So you go up two flights to reach the second floor. So there's a landing. So I guess you know how some of them turn. Right. So So from ground floor to landing is a flight. There, no, from so from the gra- from one one from the first floor to the second floor, there was two flights of stairs. No, I'm saying so people that's like not looking at the picture. So when you start going up the stairs, once you hit a landing, that's a flight. Right. No matter how many floors you're on, once you start the stairs, you hit a landing, it's a flight. It's a flight. But right. it should be something a minimum steps right. per flight. Mm-hmm. It probably is according to the ADA. They should. Uh, usually a flight. Um, because I usually ask my patients that it's usually considered about 10 to 12, 10 to 12, (laughs) 10 to 12 (laughs) steps. So when we ask them like how many flights of steps, it's usually 10 to 12 steps. It's about 12 feet per flight. Okay. So I'm making notes and for some reason your eyes are like dashing at my notepad. I don't know what you're writing. I'm writing traveling. Would you like to know what I'm writing? I'm writing traveling occupational therapist (laughs) because I have a question pertaining to that. And so you're taking notes. Don't, don't be mad at me because I don't take notes. Well, I'm a a writer. I'm a tech, uh, what is it called? Tactile learner. So I like to write and I like to see things written. AKA, she takes better notes than me. I do. I'm not doing that. I stick, look at these notes. Still and have better them. handwriting. Oh, hell no. You crazy? That, okay. was, that, that, was, that, was, that was just... They can't see it. 
this, this, I can is, see it. this, oh, this is just this is, oh, this is no, just this note taking. So this, like not trying to I write mean, neat. That, yeah. That's regular. I, I write nicely. Okay, than but that. this is me writing regular. Also, she definitely has better. Hand no, writing. but if, I could write something right now. This is wrong. me also not trying. If that's what we're going to gauge it by, oh, this is also me not trying. So this is both of our handwritings right. not trying, and <laughs> we're like. Uh, <laughs> first of all, that's not even my notepad. I don't know. Wait a minute. Now he's like, oh, it's not mine. This is not yours. I don't. What is he doing here? And are you serious, Woody? We're gonna go with that one. First of all, at the end of this, I'll show you my handwriting. Okay. We'll, we'll get a judgment. And the one that basically gets Boston rights. I just made a notation that says occupational, uh, actually traveling occupational therapist, because I have a few questions about that, if that's okay. I'll I'll think about it. Okay, so so now back. Yes. All right. So what I was stating as far as some people hire movers, some people do it themselves, some people, you know, get their friends together and and get it done. And some some people do it differently either, too. They have people actually come and box their stuff in for them. How do you feel about that? Um, I never moved that much to be aware of that. <laughs> I mean, but like, just hypothetically speaking, are you comfortable with allowing someone to uh, package your stuff for you? Like, do everything from beginning to end, right. and like, you I just even, sit back. I don't even drop my stuff at the laundry. I wash my own clothes. So I- right. I think I would, depending, like, I would be there to supervise. It really depends on like time. Like, if I don't have time to actually do it myself. I hire someone. It's such a tedious process. Right. Um, and you really don't realize how much you have until you do start packing. So I feel like you'll be like, oh, this is going to be easy. It's going to be like a few hours. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. Yeah. And then days later, you're still pulling things out the closet. So I really think it depends on someone's like schedule and stuff. Right. Oh, for so for me... I had um, movers come in. I actually packed the stuff myself. Wow. So I didn't feel like I had too many things that I couldn't handle to pack it myself. So I did pack myself. What did your uh, package consist of? Um, okay. So I what I did is I went to U-Haul because I had to rent a truck anyway. So I got the boxes from U-Haul. Um, they charge for those? They do. So I got um, a combo so it was like 10 boxes for like 15 dollars that's still a lot <laughs> i mean considering um i don't think that's expensive. yeah i think that's i think that's pretty i think reasonable. that's reasonable yeah, yeah i think that's reasonable and then truly i was getting things from amazon so you would save those boxes also um one smart tip, yeah one <laughs> tip is that if you work like if you work for me i was working in a hospital yeah. so my coworkers was like go downstairs at the end of the day um, to like facilities and get boxes that mm. they are throwing away. So if you work in a place where they get a lot of shipments, large shipments, go down there, try and get boxes too. That That's an amazing save, tip. Yeah, that helps you save a lot move, of money. Move smarter, not harder. Right. So, um, so I just got my boxes from you all. And every, so I, every day, it probably took like a good two weeks. To pack everything? Yeah, because I would do it like after work. So I would, for example, tackle room. I would go to a room. So I'd be like, all right, today I'm doing a closet. So another tip that I did for my closet is that I just put like a garbage bag over the things in the hangers. So you tear a hole in it, get your hangers through, 
and kind of tie the bottom. Ooh. That way you're not like trying to unpack um, all fold, your clothes, yeah, fold, fold everything. Yeah, so it was easy for you to unpack. Did you yeah, just, you just rehang it, it and, and yep. rip the bag off? That's exactly what I nice. did. So that works out. Time um, management. For sure. <laughs> um, so I did that. I tackled room by room. I think the kitchen must have been like the hardest because you have to pack everything with like, you know, paper, packing paper or um it's always the heaviest wrap. it's always the heaviest items too every time i help somebody move i'm thinking it's like kitchenware i'm like oh this thing is heavy for sure yeah. so i definitely i mean I, it took me i'm happy i started so far in advance because by the time it was ready i was ready to move everything was pretty much kind of packed oh, cool so once once you started packing at what point you decided you know you know you gotta you have a walk up or at what point you decide, okay, what's the next stage as far as getting the things out of there? So I always said, uh, because my, okay, sorry. So to backtrack, my moving process was me and my parents. And my parents, they're <laughs> not young, like they're older. So it was like, it was such a task. Like my father, he, he's amazing. Like he was coming up with ways to like tie rope around the bag and pull it up. Everything up. Yeah. Like he was like making a man-made elevator process. Oh my God. So because it was so hard to do that and it was like, we was exhausted from that day. I was like, whenever I move out, I'm hiring movers. Like yes. I'm not putting the, nobody through this again. And my father, he's like, no, when you move, I'm coming to do everything. And mind you, this was without furniture. Right. So when I moved in, I didn't even have furniture and it was that hard. So moving out, I was like, not a chance. My father's like, no, I can handle it. And I'm like, sir, you are up there in age. I'm not trying to break nobody's back or anything. So yeah. I knew from jump that I was going to be hiring movers. So now that you've experienced both sides, the self-moving and the movers, what would you recommend as far as cost-wise? Cost-wise. So I, okay, I'm going to, I would definitely do the movers 10 times over. It was, they were worth every penny that I paid because they did, it was such hard work. Like, they came in and wrapped all the bigger furniture, like the TV, the bed, the dressers. They mm. wrapped all of that for you. And they're insured. Yes. They they do all of that. They they moved everything down. Like, it was only two people. Um, and to take it from, you know, that top level all the way down, I would definitely, for me, if you could afford it, I would, and if you're in a walk-up too. So, for example, if I was going into like a house or something, mm. like a one-level house, right. one two-level house, then it's probably better for you to get your family, right. get a few friends, have them help you out. But if you're in a walk-up and you have a lot of things, I would say go go with movers. I would definitely, I didn't regret it at all. So, you came from a one-bedroom apartment, kitchen, bathroom, living room. About how much did they charge you for that with the four-floor walk-up? Oh, so it was, I paid $500 for them to do everything. Now, they, they offered the deal for them to actually pack everything, bring it and load the truck, drive it to New York, and unload it, wow. and that was about $1,200. Hmm. That, 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 that probably would have been worth it, because right. that's, that's like a four-hour drive, right? Right. And they that, gas, toll, everything on them. And they come and set everything up for you in your apartment. So well, that's a good price. Right. I would, yo, I would definitely do that. 
So, um, do you want to give that company a shout out? Yeah, I mean, they don't have a website. It's Alexander Moving. It was, it's Maryland based. Is it, hold on, is it a small business? It is, it is. Okay, small. so okay, they don't have a website. Huh? You said they don't have they a website. They don't have a website or anything. So, it's I'm just a card. Know. Like, they would go around on these just, cards. Just Google them, folks. Just Google yeah. them. Yeah. And what was their company again? It's in Maryland. Yeah. Alexander Moving. Alexander Moving in Maryland. They they have a few like I've seen like little moving companies like that that is it man with brown van man with a van. yeah man with a van yeah like they come I think they they do trash too I think yeah they do um they usually they're like they do anything that I guess that they're comfortable with doing that you would need a van for they mm-hmm. remove rubbish they help mm-hmm. people move whatever yeah. you would need a van for so question right being that the fact you're moving from from state to state. Like, it's not typical, you know, moving to a different borough where, you know, it's a couple hours ride. So, like, how did you mentally prepare yourself? Like, all right, I'm going to move to Maryland and I'm moving to Cali before. It's like new area because me, I don't really like going to a different borough. I hate going to the Bronx. So to move to a whole nother, like, state that's, like, on the far side, don't really know pretty much nobody there. And, like, how was how that itself a different experience? Um, so I would say... This was different in terms of that Maryland. I can't. I didn't know that many people, but I knew a couple people out there. Um, so that kind of puts your mind at ease. And truly, I feel like moving it just puts you out of your comfort zone, where you know you're just gonna have to take risk and and do you know meet people, do things. Um, so for me, the moving process. You're asking like, how did I mentally prepare? Yeah, like to be like, oh man, this is like, cause me, I'm telling, I like, I can't move, I, I can't move out of state, like it's right. just weird. And and I think the difference for me is that I'm always like on the go, like I'm always, I always want a different adventure, a different experience. Mm-hmm. So I was tired of New York, like I was like, okay, I know what New York has to offer, like. I've been here all my life. I want to see something different. So for me, I was at that point where I was like, I want to see what else is out there. Because truly, you could always come back home when you're done, when you're over it. But I just truly like to be up, moving, traveling. So I was ready for it. Because I think that's a huge drastic change because New York is at a fast pace. Anywhere I've been, I'm like, all right, everything's quieter. Everything's moving at a slower pace. People are completely different, first of all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just... The noise, it's, the environment is definitely like a serious culture shock anytime I've gone out of New York. What part of California did you first visit? So the first part was Fresno, which is like, <laughs> like no one ever knows where that is. Um, it's like a small agricultural place. It you was. You became a farmer. <laughs> it was like Cali. Oh, Overall, what just was the name of the town? Fresno. Fresno. I think I've heard of Fresno, Fresno California. Fresno State, nothing like happens. Nothing, nothing happens, happens in Fresno. Fresno. Nothing at all. And uh, then, um, in Fresno. yeah, I was there three months, and then I went to Santa Barbara, which is actually a nicer place. It's really beachy, mountain. I was gonna say it's like a harbor town. Right? Yeah, it's it's really nice out there. Super expensive, mm-hmm. and you don't see too many of us out there. Right. So, <laughs> That, to me, that was the biggest culture shock. Like, a lot of people talk about Cali, and I don't think people realize, unless you're kind of, like, in, like, L.A. or, like, somewhere, like, the more hood spots. Yeah, Yeah. you know, you're not seeing too much of people that look like you. Like, 
I worked in hospitals where it was like probably me and two. Like you can count on one hand how many How was that experience? I mean, it just wasn't comfortable for me. Okay. It's not that, you know, it's it's different coming from, like you said, coming from New York yeah. where it's, it's just like, like. It's a melting pot. Yeah, it's, it's culture all around. And then you go somewhere that it's like no culture. And it's like, whew, this is, this is very it's, different. This is going to be, it's going to be a ride. Yeah. So for me, the best thing was that actually my cousin, Woody's sister was out there. So we would link up right. a lot out there. Like we would like drive two hours yeah, and meet up. She was for a while too. She was. Um, so I think that was the best thing. But after like a year, I was like, all right, I'm out. So do you think that if your opportunity was more in a more melting pot uh, location like Los Angeles, would you have stayed out there? Not really, only because I feel like, again, I feel like it's it's good for people who work in hospital, things like that. So I think if you're really looking to make a breakthrough in like, you know, music, acting, mm. things of that sort, I definitely can see you being out there and really loving it. Um, and again, the vibe was just very different. Like the vibe... When you go out there, like you said, it's very yeah. slow. It's very, very like, calm. And it could be cool for, like, a vacation. But right. to live there, it was, like, you either love it or you hate it. When you come from the East Coast and you go out there, you either love it or you hate it. And I would definitely go back to, like, visit and stuff. But to live out there, again, if you're not trying to make a breakthrough in one of those, like, big areas, then, I mean, there's hospitals all over. So like one because one of the things when people are moving normally they just like like you said they look just for an apartment or you know they would oh let me see how the school zone is nobody looks beyond other things like you said like the demographics mm-hmm. nobody looks beyond is how like oh, things that actually happen I do areas. you look at that I do then you randomly just look like, I know I know that never really processed for me right. I guess like it's not something that process until like you experience right. it right like, I don't think time, I thought that I would go out there and it wouldn't be as culturally diverse as New York. Like you see you see images and you just see media of it and you think, oh, it's gonna be like the same kind of thing. Demographics is very important to me only because I feel that if you ever want to become a homeowner, you should love the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make a decision of making a major purchase in my life and now I'm stuck with living around a community or around a culture that I loathe or that doesn't understand. I I don't want to say loathe that doesn't understand me or that may have a problem with the demographics in my household. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I looked at first is the demographics of a neighborhood. And it has to be composed of a mixed, mixed, um, Cultures, right, right. Because I, I, I guess it's, I've never really processed that as one of the things I would look at. I, right. I always think about, you know. First Have thing you ever? I, has anyone ever made you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, of course. I mean, the topic we're talking about, you can feel the vibe sometimes. Like the vibe is there, you can feel it. Because I experienced it, and I don't like it. I experienced it growing up, like being Hispanic mm-hmm. and being told so many times, like, "How can you be black and Hispanic?" or like. How can you be black and look like this? And how can you be Spanish and look like that? So it was very uncomfortable. So one of the main things that, one of the things that are very important to me is feeling comfortable. Right, right. 
And I think, like you said, un- until you're in that experience, because I feel like growing up, I don't think I've ever been uncomfortable where I was living. Like, it's really, you know, <laughs> it's... Everybody else everybody, like Right. So and, you really, you're really comfortable with everyone. So you've never been in that situation where you feel uncomfortable. So when you get to it, then you're like, wow, like for the next time, I definitely have to be more aware. But going into it, not having those experiences, you're just thinking it's going to be like every experience. How did you, you handle feeling uncomfortable or... Um, truly, you just find stuff to keep you occupied. Like I said traveling, meeting up with people, you know, different events. Like that's one thing, again, when you're outside of your comfort zone, you're going to find things to do. So just finding different experiences that, you know, comedy shows, things of that sort, because they do have, you know, people that come into town and kind of still perform in these places that okay. you could relate to. It's like you got to look forward to that, though. It's like you can't yeah. just go out and like, like here, how you just go out and about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely different. For sure. So, so like living in uh, that area where the the demographics was a little off from what you were uh, normally used to. Like, what tip would you give to our listeners? Uh, to like, where would you go to feel comfortable, or where would you go to find people that you can relate to, or like? What were different places that you frequented in order to, I guess, socialize or did socialize and even matter to you when you was in that spot in your life? So first, I would definitely say do your research. If that's something that's very important to you, um, definitely do your research. But one thing they're like, there are apps. So for me, I would use like Meetup. That's an app that I they would have like you could find different groups. So you could find like Young Blacks. You know, yeah, they have, and you can find everywhere. So um, for me, certain things that I like is like live music things, you know. So you would find groups where you can like just meet up and hang out with people. That random are, people? It is random people, but it's like like in a restaurant yeah, or something. Spot, like, so and, right. So, and I did the same thing actually when I was in Maryland. But the, the thing is that if you're going to the same group, it's usually like the same people. So you start okay. to build like friendships yeah, with out, those. Out of the app. Right. So I would definitely say um, you have to be outgoing. Like, right. even you can't just stay inside. Mm. And truly, you have to be comfortable doing things by yourself. So, for example, sometimes I would go on, like, um, like hikes. Like, they have a lot of, like, different state parks out in Cali. So definitely going on, like, different hikes, um, day trips, pretty much. And, again, I would drive... You, you're going to be driving a lot. We, I would drive, <laughs> like, I would drive two hours or so. Like, That's my crazy. cousin lived, lived, she probably lived, like, four hours. So, we would both, like, pick a meet-up spot, which is, like, two hours yeah, in the middle. Right. Sheesh. And we would probably, and truly, that could be, like, almost every weekend, we would probably, like, meet up in L.A. So, I feel like my driving skills definitely developed in Cali because you're driving everywhere. So, Find an outlet, um, apps to kind of meet, you know, groups or right. have things that you're interested in. Be okay with doing things by yourself. Um, set day trips for yourself. Just stay busy because if you just stay inside, it's still an experience. Like, you want to make the best out of everything. So, take advantage of the experience and know, like, okay, I know for next time. Did you frequent malls? I did, um, but truly not, not often because... I would just go there and then 
It would be. It's not like I'm going there and actually like talking to people in the malls. Like I'm just going to like shop and dip. Like right. Okay. So jumping jumping ahead here, as far as you saying, you know, doing things, getting out, doing and doing different things, meeting different people. That's all fine. But moving from a city where weather kind of like different from what you're used to. Some people move from Cali to New York. Weather is brutally cold, snow. But you're moving from snow to nice weather. Right. So how is that an adjustment as well? But you actually went to good weather, so... <laughs> yeah. That, I think that actually helped because if you move somewhere, for example, if I moved to New York and it was cold, it's harder to be outdoors often. So you're probably going to be inside more. It's harder for you to get out and do things if you don't like the cold weather. Over there, I think it was easier because even if you're not out with... A group of people you still could be outside all the time like they have beaches everywhere right um you know there's so much to do outdoors so i think it was it made it a lot easier but the thing with cali too is their fires are serious like when they would oh, have fires, fires yeah you would be outside like walking on a normal day and you look up and the sky is black like all black ashes like you legit could see it and, and how does it smell awful like, like you could fire. smell it from inside yeah like yeah, it's yeah right so i think everywhere has their pros and cons like i'm always like bro i hate snow and stuff but i would take snow any day over the fires <laughs> that they had like wow. you driving and you just see fires on the side of the mountain like i would take snow any day over those fires but i mean i think it was a good adjustment in terms of that you can find things outdoors to clear your head because in Cali, those wildfires happen, like, literally every year. All the it's time. It's like winter for us. Snow come down, like, every year for mm-hmm. them. I guess the heat, the dry mm-hmm. plants and everything. And it's, like, every year. They have Earthquakes. A, a forest fire. Constantly. So that's... Wildfire breaks out in California. <laughs> it's a lot, man. This year, they, they, there, was, there was a whole... Was it a national? They declared a, nat, um, a national, a national emergency, emergency yeah. over there all the wi- time because of wildfires. Right, and wasn't it like over a cigarette butt? I think it was like. My question: I don't sound like I'm going crazy, but how do you know that? If everything just burnt down, I'm pretty People sure that cig- for this. I'm pretty sure that cigarette got burnt right, to nothing. Well, no, no. First of all, it's because when they study smoking them all, the bro. rate of incendiary. <laughs> Deviation. I don't even know. <laughs> I guess they can tell. It's like forensics. So oh. they can tell where the fire originated from because that's the hottest point Bro. of the fire. Sometimes it's fires for like 50 miles. You're telling me you're going to find that one cigarette that set that shit on fire? Yes, because it's going to be this the This is why sometimes spot. science bothers me because they just try to insert your intelligence. Like, yeah, I want you to believe this fuckboy shit. Okay, so just we just learned it. something about Woody today that Woody has science. a problem with science. No, that's no, not what I said. I don't know what I just said. But he doesn't like science. <laughs> this is why, this, okay, not, so that's I'm, even worse. No, 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 Woody said, no, just no, no, said no, no, he does no. not like science. I said science. this is why sometimes. Sometimes. You just added sometimes. I said that, right? Probably. I th- I'm pretty sure I did. It's fake news. I did. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how do they know like a cigarette starting or somebody flipped no, the you're right. I mean, they just forensic. No, stop saying that. What? <laughs> he said, you're right. They just, you kind of tell me I'm right, but at the same time told me to shut up because you're sticking with your point to science. I mean, you're right. <laughs> it's forensic. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know, but it makes no sense. But How so do now, they know someone died? 
How do they know the cause of death? Are you saying this is the body there? I'm talking about this is a cigarette butt though. Like a cig- First of all, you light a match to a cigarette, it gets burnt up pretty quickly. Somebody inhales the smoke, it gets burnt up pretty quickly. So you tell me a forest fire can't destroy that? They can tell because of the... The, the forensics. The ring, you know, like the way the... That's a The tree. mark. The mark that's left behind. I thought fire They can tell stuff. where the fire originated. They are able to determine where the fire originated they from. Got, they, listen, they got, so you, they got you. They, they didn't get they got me. you. They didn't get me. It's they, logical. It's not logical. They can you know what? Determine. I don't smoke. We're going to go buy a pack of cigarettes. We're going to burn it. I don't it. smoke gonna be, either. No, you're going to smoke and burn No, no, no. no, no. We're going to see what kind of mark that cigarette leaves. And on top of that, we're going to burn some other stuff within that to see if okay, it Okay, so you're going to start pay, a fire. You pay no. that $15 <laughs> for that pack of cancer stick. Yeah, that's expensive. And... Sephora and I will stand back and watch you. <laughs> Listen, man. Anywho. Ah, my stuff. Error while trying to synchronize audio and MIDI. Okay. But okay, so now you went to Cali. You went to, to Maryland. What? You went to Cali. You went to Maryland. And now you're coming back. I have so, a question before she comes back. Huh? I static a little bit. I have a question before she comes back from Maryland. Okay, go ahead. I have a question pertaining oh. to Marilyn. She asked not me because you're looking at me. Okay, so for uh, so now that you've lived in California, Maryland, and New York, which one of the three environments would you say you would recommend? Um, so I would definitely recommend I I love both New York and Maryland, honestly. I think depends on what you're looking for so Maryland is more of kind of more quiet not too quiet it's like I was in the DMV area so that's like you have DC Maryland and Virginia really close together so you can drive out to DC I was gonna ask motor vehicles (laughs) (laughs) DMV that's what that stands for so right so I I definitely like it because it's kind of more so not as busy as New York, but you still could get into, like, the vibe is still cool. You still could mm-hmm. get into, like, that city feel if you're looking for it. Um, New York. Hold on. These, uh, Maryland about pricing. Oh, for sure. Maryland. I would choose right. Maryland. You Every... said your apartment was 500 No, no, no. That's how much I paid the, the movers. Oh, but the movers. you definitely get better apartments for your buck right. in, Maryland. in Maryland. Like, mm-hmm. for sure. I would recommend that. Um, but New York, it's, it's really kind of like a different vibe, but if you're looking for like fast pace, um, very accessible because they do have trains out in like Maryland, but it's not as convenient as New York. So if you're like not a driver, it's not a full subway system, right? So, um, the pay is a bit more in New York. So they both have their pros and cons, but I definitely, I like Maryland and New York equally, honestly. Okay. So now since you've been back. What have you been doing? <laughs> um, looking for work. <laughs> Always looking for work. Shopping way too much. But really just kind of like adjusting to being back. Kind of like getting my space to be comfortable for me. Somewhere that I enjoy being. Um, truly, that's me. I wake up every day. Hop on Indeed. Try and get a job. <laughs> you left a job to go job hard. <laughs> well, that was one of the notes I was jotting earlier. So I guess it's an appropriate time now for me to ask. Can you tell us a little bit more about what a traveling occupational therapist does as opposed to just a 
occupational therapist? And can you also go into a little bit on what does an occupational therapist do as opposed to a what's the, physical therapist? Okay. Yeah. So in occupational therapy, for me, I'm more hospital-based. So I focus more on we get patients like trauma patients, brain injury, stroke patients, things of that sort. Our okay. goal is to help these patients get back to being independent. So a lot of the patients I have, they aren't able to kind of get back to doing things like get, getting out the bed by themselves, getting dressed by themselves, making it, making it to the bathroom, showering. Um, so we focus on helping them, you know, get better in these areas so that they can be independent. But only after a trauma? No, no. So like... Truly, it could be like, for example, knee replacement, hip replacement, um, any orthopedic injury, um, car accident, stroke, um, heart so, attacks, so anywhere. Just back to normal after like some type of. You know, just any type of um, debilitating thing happens to them. So anything that is going to, you know, lessen their ability to function, whereas you know you were independent or you know higher functioning before, and you have this incident that kind of knocks your ability to be able to do those things. We help you rehab to get back to that point of being independent. So what would be the difference between that and... Because I kind of thought that that was more like physical therapy. Yeah, so the thing is... So we focus more on your daily activities. Physical therapy focuses a lot more on like your gait. Um, So for example, how you're able to kind of walk. They do a lot of walking assessments. How you're able to manage, for example, like stairs, um, things of that sort. So it's physical, your physical body parts. Right. Whereas we're not, so for a lot of it kind of overlaps in the sense that, okay, you can walk. So PT will help you be able to walk. Now you walk to the bathroom. What are you going to do in the bathroom? Do you want to shower? That's where we step in. How are you going to be able to get back to doing showering? So we get patients, for example, a spinal cord injury or whatever. How are you going to probably use new devices to help you shower if you can't use your arms, things of that sort? Um, Different adaptive equipment to help you be able to get to that task. So how do you get from your wheelchair, you know, onto the toilet so that you can use the bathroom? So those are the areas where we focus more on your daily activities, like helping you be independent in that. I've seen like, I think somebody I knew, they you know, they're right-handed and they had messed up their hands. So now they have to start using their left hand. And that's a huge adjustment on its own. Because I've tried to write with my left hand. It's like, I have no control. Like, I feel like I'm just. I had surgery on my right arm, and then I had to write with my left. So is that's it, it is challenging, right? Because that'll be like, like occupational therapy as well, right? Yeah, so it would be teaching you how to use your left arm, but also, you after your surgery, you're going to start doing therapy on that arm. So getting your arm back to how it was functioning, things of that sort. So so then, is it safe to say that an occupational therapist can also provide physical therapy? No. So it won't. So I wouldn't be able to do things like see how you're. All right. It's kind of tricky. I wouldn't be able to do things like, for example, if you're walking, doing a walking assessment, I don't do things like that. Seeing how you navigate things like stairs, I don't do things like that. Like it's not in my scope. So I wouldn't be able to provide physical therapy and sign off on it because it wouldn't I'm not licensed to but do it. Then you but would it be, overlaps. But so, then you would be able to like 
tell a physical therapist help or like help the patient on finding adaptive ways to get up that flight of stairs not the flight of stairs i would be able to okay so for example if you're doing the stairs what is your end goal for the stairs so for example i want to do the stairs so that i can access my bedroom Mm -hmm. you know so I'm not helping you manage stairs. PT is going to help you manage stairs. And things like that. Right. So once you get up the stairs, I need to get to my bedroom to be able to get dressed. I'm going to step in and be like, all right, this is where I come into play. How are you going to get the things out of your closet? How are you going to get dressed? How are you, you know, things of that sort. So they help you get up the steps. Once you get to the steps, what is your goal? What is your goal for getting there? And then that's where we come in. So is it toileting? Is it bathing? Is it So dressing? is it also safe to say that you help them like categorize like what they want to do? Oh yeah. Once they're sure. able to physically do it, then you help them categorize like or like in like importance of like what's important to them. Yes. Like we, you help them get through things like that. Yeah. So so definitely. So the whole goal is you know, I want to get back to a point where I don't have to rely on anybody. So the biggest things, and I think it's hard for people to understand because unless you have something happen to you, people always say you never realize how the simplest things that you took for granted is so hard. So truly you can have, for you, you wake up in the morning, you put on a shirt and you don't even think about it. You get this patient who had a stroke where they can't use, you know, one whole side of their body putting on a shirt is going to require thinking now. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to throw a shirt on. Now it's like, I have to get this. One arm in. Right. And then, so we help them navigate doing things like that so that when, you know, no one's home with them, you can't, you don't have to say, oh, I can't get dressed because no one's home. Like you still want to be able to be like, no one's home. I know Mm -hmm. how to still get my clothes out and get dressed. I don't have to wait on someone. Same thing for feeding. You don't have to wait for someone to feed you or get your food out the pot for you. You want to be able to do that for yourself. Even if it looks different than how you used to do it, you want to know how to do it. And that's where we come in and teach you different ways to do it, different devices to use, different techniques to use. So, yes. So, it's how to function with a disability. Yes. And so, you're... Your uh, ultimate goal is more like self-sufficiency? Yes, for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that was interesting because I've never, I never knew the difference. I know, I always thought the terms were like interchangeable and I was always like, what's the difference? Because, uh, for example, I have like um, uh, cousins who they had like learning disabilities when they were younger and, you know, I was young as well, but I always knew that they went to, like, an occupational therapist and a physical therapist, mm-hmm. but I never really knew, like... What the difference And to was. be honest, I don't even really think, like, my grandmother and my aunt really knew. They just knew that they went to a therapist, right, you know, right, but right. one was, like, an occupational therapist and one was, like, a physical therapist, but they were both, like, the therapists, but no one ever... <laughs> yeah. No one ever really knew, the like, therapist. what their function was. You just knew that you had to take them to this therapist. Right, Exactly. But, like, in hindsight, like, I do remember, because I remember my cousin would say, like, they was teaching her, like, how to comb her hair. And she would say, like, oh, the therapist was teaching me, like, how to brush my teeth. Right. So, I guess that would have been, like, the occupation right. therapist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I understand. So, we're going to wrap a few things up. So, overall, based on, we said you have five moves. 
Like, did you have like any terrible moving experience outside of you know your pops just trying to do everything? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or did you like have a certain movie feel like it was, a, it was a great move and things like that? A seamless move. <laughs> um, I definitely have to say the move this time around back to New York was the most seamless. What was that? Truly, because of the movers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like truly, I want to say everything kind of just flowed. Um, where you're not, I think when you are trying to do everything on your own, you get stressed out because you're, you're forgetting something, you know, what if I didn't do this right? What if I didn't do that right? Trying to organize a group of people to be there at the same time, help you out. Sometimes if you're living somewhere, they have specific moving hours. So I think having, you know, something already set where it's like, I'm not responsible for that. You get to focus on like, the smaller things. So for me, I feel like that was the most seamless move because I had those people helping me where I can focus on other things. I didn't have to try to micromanage everything. Whereas right. usually if you're planning everything, you have to be on top of how you're moving, when you're moving, who's helping you move, trying to coordinate everyone's schedule. So I think this time around, it was the most seamless move because I did have that help come in. Mm. Yeah, I think like, she said, like, I think... Even though it may be costly, I think it is a benefit to actually hire somebody because I've helped people move. And once we get there, what's the first thing we do? We sit around, we talk, we joke. So now time is getting eaten up. Mm-hmm. Then you be like, oh, who's going to take a boat? Let's go get something to eat. And you sit back like, no, I'm not picking that up. You pick it mm-hmm. up. Or you I'm like, I got to wait for somebody else to help me pick this up. But if you hire somebody, they already know what they came for. They're not ahead of joke. Right. They're getting paid. They just want, they want, basically, it's a job to them. Right. Right. They want to get it started, get it done. Right. Because they have another customer waiting mm-hmm. at exactly. 6 p.m. So, I mean, hiring friends, I always thought was cool. But then you realize how long... The whole day becomes. I mean, you tell you be there at ten o'clock. Some people don't get this at like eleven thirty. You have to feed them too, right? And you gotta feed them, but then again, it's still going to cost you to pay the movers. But right. it's like I think hiring friends is great, but I think it's time consuming. It could that, take all day. Yeah, like, literally. My moving process three hours. They was in out That's did amazing. everything three you, hours. You have friends. <laughs> All Three day. hours joking around because I've done it. <laughs> hey, I said, a good friend of mine move. Shout out to him. Move out to Boston. We got to his house. Then, you know, it's like, all right, we sitting there, we joking. We, you know, you see somebody you didn't see in a while. You're like, hey, what's up, mm-hmm. man? You start right. talking. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, wow, it's 2 o'clock. Right. So we got to drive to Boston. That's a four hour drive. Right. And you yourself, if you're on the clock of a mover, you want to hurry up and like get them because you're paying them by right. the hour. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, let's hurry up. Let's, let's wrap this up. And let's you can actually give done. orders and they will listen. Wait, do you guys eat and work? Here's a sandwich. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Like, I, like, one of the things I said, they will listen. Because if it's your friend, she's like, yo, man, I need you to put that hit it. Like, man, put it. It's going to feel Exactly. Like, hey, the move is not going to dispute it. And like, hey, that's why I didn't want my father because he's the type of person you could tell him something and he's like, no, I know which way is better. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to make a rope elevator. Yeah. And yeah. the movers, they're like, okay, what do you need? We're going to do exactly how you need it done and you don't have to worry about it. Right. Or they also already have a way to get it done for you so you don't have to think of anything. Exactly. If you need to horse something, they got the proper machines, everything. So it's like... I was always a fan of people helping me, but I guess when I do move, it's going to be a... I've seen Woody's moving skills. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing was not going to fit in that doorway. It was, that was first thing, not it wasn't us. going it was, to it wasn't fit us. in that it was not us, Woody. We took our measurements. No, it first of all, us. I was going to applaud your moving skills. Oh, okay. So I would see your... Mm. Okay. I've seen Woody moving skills, and he's good. <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't, you don't make this I don't even want to get into it, but we had a really interesting <laughs> experience with moving some um, something <laughs> that I'm going to just throw numbers out there. Let's just say the opening was 10 inches and the equipment was 12 and a half inches and... <laughs> We were supposed to get this 12 and a half inch box in a 10 inch doorway. What's not happening? And we were on the same page, like, this is not happening. But the uh, the third person was like, you guys just don't want to do it. And we're like, yo, hey. So we were just thinking about that moment. It was just, Mm -hmm. it was a very stressful day. Would you agree, Woody? Yeah. I I mean, I was just like, yo, man, I already know what I see. I didn't really (laughs) do it. But one of the, um, which kind of made this episode pretty good is, I don't know if Erica wants to say, she's preparing for a big move herself. I don't want to talk about it right now, but yes. Oh, yes. Out okay. of state or? No. Okay. Yeah. Out of borough. Okay. Yeah. We'll have another episode on that. Oh, yes, yes. The big and move. And you're actually, you can, you're welcome to come talk. We can talk about that experience together. It's, it's going to be a big Because then we'll have something to talk about. I haven't done it in over 20 years, so it'll be something interesting to right. talk about. Yeah. All right, all right. So, um... So thank you for joining us, definitely. So Erica has a day in history. Yes. So today in history, Woody, I actually thought Today's that... Today's what day? Excuse me? Today's what day? Today's day in history. Uh, what? I told you. Somebody's listening to us. Today's October 18th. Oh, what year? 2020. Who's president? 45. Oh, Who's Coke 45? 45. Oh. I mean, it might as well be a bottle of Coke 45. <laughs> <laughs> So today in history, in 1867, Mm -hmm. the U.S. football rules were created at a meeting in New York with delegates from Columbia, Rutgers, Princeton, and Yale universities. I have a question. You said football. No, and I'm Haitian. American. I said U.S. football rules. I don't know if you said U.S. I'm pretty sure if she wrote it down, mm-hmm. that's what she said. Yeah, I wrote it down. So, <laughs> so even if I didn't verbalize it, you're reading what I'm writing. Yeah. What I'm, uh, you're reading what I'm. There you go. That, <laughs> that one. So that's but what it's you're U.S. football rules. American football yeah. rules were created. Which I love. Yeah, in a meeting right now. with delegates from Columbia. I'm assuming that's the District of Columbia, mm-hmm. Rutgers. Oh, no, Columbia University. University, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's university. So it's from Columbia, Rutgers, Princeton, and Yale Universities. So they're the ones that made the rules to the beloved sport that I would die for. Right. So <laughs> now, <laughs> since you're familiar with this sport, mm-hmm. which one of these teams... Don't give me history. I'm terrible. Which, well, ahead. I'm asking you now. Like, which one of these teams now these are like really... Teams? Yeah, these are college teams. I don't teams. watch college teams. I don't watch college teams. But, like, football. which one of these college teams uh, have, like, a big uh, thing of big fan base, I guess, so have, like, really make noise? I've never really, like, I've heard of Rutgers. I know. I was going to say make like, But they have, like, okay. uh, Georgia Tech. Well, uh, I mean, like, from, from the these, list. from the list that the list? created the I think the it would probably be Rutgers. Which, which one right. are they? So they the have list? Columbia University, uh-huh. Rutgers University, Princeton, and Yale. Yale has a, Yale, I think Yale has, like, an army team. Football they have a good football team? team. I think no, but Rutgers Ray Rice. Uh, we don't want to talk about Ray Rice. No, right. Uh, he knocked his chick out in the elevator, but he was. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. That was she brutal. got Ray Rice. Oh man. Yeah, they, they, they actually used that. On that. Yeah, now. they actually used that. She got Ray Rice. <laughs> Yo, that was crazy. 
But um, I'm not really a college fan, but Rutgers, they, they, got a, they had a good football team. So, yeah. okay, but oh, despite you not being a football, uh, actually a college, college football, football follower, do you agree that these players are not getting paid? College football? Oh, yeah. I've been saying college sports overall need to be paid. Okay. Because they're making billions. On top their of endorsements, billions, right? Endorsements of whatever, of the kid's talent. And they always say, oh, they got a free scholarship. Let's just say it costs $100,000 to go to that school. That kid bought you in way more, way more money. Right. And technically, it doesn't cost $100,000. You actually put that price there. You probably pay the instructors, X amount, professors X amount per student, whatever it is. You make that money anyway. Right. So out of that $100,000, you're probably pocketing about eighty. Right. So... They and that's, that's also education that could be provided for free. That was just a price tag. Yeah. That was just a price tag that that university put on their education because yeah. you can attain that name. same education it's at a CUNY school. It's the name. Correct? The name. Right. Right. So right. you're paying for the name. All right. Just to have Rutgers on your curriculum vitate. Mm. So that's, your that's my Today in History. So hopefully 45 remembers it. And, you know, your best, best, best friend, 45. I'm going to go more that you're more of a right-wing type of guy. For sure. I'm not a right-wing Thank guy. you. So, okay. Any random thought before we leave? Yes. What? Brittle. That, what? The, the brittle, the... What's that, the pretzel with the peanut butter dip? Did you forget our word game, Woody? No, I said any, any random thought. That's what I said. Oh, any random thought. No, last time I hit... How about we give our guests the opportunity to voice a random thought? Any random thought before we leave? Gosh. No. I really don't have any random thought, though. You? Any points you want to make? <laughs> Anything you want to advocate for? Oh any shout-outs? Not really. I'd have to think. No, no. You have to think. That's what we just asked you to do. <laughs> I don't have any random thoughts. What's your random like, thought? So, what are your calculated thoughts? That this was a really good podcast. <laughs> you guys should <laughs> tune in, listen, subscribe. Don't don't milk, don't don't milk us. Give us give us an answer. We need well, a I don't have a random thought. Erica has a random thought. What's your random thought, Erica? My random thought is that. I don't have a random thought right now. Right. Actually, I it's do have a random thought. thought. No, no, no. You had your chance. You lost it. Okay, I lost my random <laughs> thought chance. So, Woody, what's your random thought? So, yesterday, I'm, I'm going home. I'm blasting the life out of my music. And I'm enjoying it. Obnoxious. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm loving it. And I even get to my house. I sat in my car for I'm still blasting my music. And I, I still listen to my music. I got motivated to clean my trunk, right? So, I clean my trunk. After I'm like, I rolled out my windows a little bit. I live in a neighborhood where, you know, it is okay to, you know, put your volume somewhat. But I'm, I'm just like, how people do not like, like loud music? Like, how do you not like it? My ex did not like it. Like, her volume would be like on 12. And the radio was, was like 50. I don't like it. Are you out of your really? mind? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like I need to blast through my soul. I'm like, yo, this joint is banging. Like, well, I mean, it's a time. Like, yeah, there's a you time know, like, it. if I'm cleaning... Or yeah, something, that's then yeah, you in know, the, I would, I'm talking about in the car. In the car too, but sometimes, like, if it's like you're just relaxing at night, you don't want music. Yeah, know, I don't. There's, I feel like, like there's a time and a place to right. blast music. Like if I'm if I'm in a party, is expected to hear loud music. music. If I'm in my <laughs> house cleaning and I'm in that vibe. I'm like blasting music. Blasting music. Yeah, I feel like when I drive, but I have if to like blast my music. we're all three of us are just sitting here like socializing no, and we're different. chilling and like we're just like off air, 
I'm not going to be blasting music in the right. background because I think that's rude. No, because I, we're I, trying to have a conversation. Okay. Okay, let me narrow it down. I'm no, I will like, have music playing talking, at a right, low volume. Let me narrow it down. I'm talking about in the car. Like Sometimes I drive in silence. Sometimes I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear anything when I'm <laughs> driving. It's like, it hurts your ear. Have you ever gotten back in your vehicle after blasting music and it scares you when you turn? Oh your yeah, music? yeah. That, that happened to me. Like, that happened to me like yesterday. Like, what the heck? I'm like, what the fuck? does that to me all the time because <laughs> if he uses my car, he's blasting the music. So then when I come in my car, I'm not expecting the volume to be on twenty. <laughs> right. So you turn the ignition on and the radio is like. Blah, yeah, that happened to me. That happened. That does happen to me. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. So now that you got a chance to hear a little bit of what our random thought segment is about how about you give us another another opportunity to throw something out there what random thoughts consume the mind of sephora oh my gosh my random thought is i hate being put on the spot <laughs> that is that's my a, that's not a that thought that's an experience my random thought it's like bro you just be trying to ch- that does happen you ever be in in a situation where you're just trying to chill and people put you on the spot <laughs> and you like bro? bro i'm just trying to enjoy and have a good time and now you got to start trying to process and think well, just thank uh, God you don't smoke, cause that would that would <laughs> compound it. No, nah, but what's that so uncomfortable is, about it? Like, if, if you already talk, it's like, all right, yo. Just. Because you know, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm I'm more of a you know conversations flowing, and then someone's like, so, <laughs> and everything turns to you, and you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, like, I thought we always talking here. Like that is my random thoughts. <laughs> Hate when people put me on the spot. You be having a, a real cool conversation. They be like, so what? Do you, what are your thoughts on it? And you're like, really? well, what did you do after high school? <laughs> right? You're like, really? These are my now? weekly experiences with Woody. He what? asks me, "What are your random thoughts?" Listen, man, I, I have random thoughts all the time. Like, yo, man, but you never volunteer them. You always just ask oh, me gonna, what's not, your random. I'm thought. not gonna randomly. I, I, I speak it sometimes. Exactly. So it's hard. Like, it's hard for someone to ask you when what your random thought is, because then you start thinking about like, what the hell was I just thinking about? Like what? what now, for right. example, when I came in, I'm like, well, I'm gonna shout this. I'm gonna shout this out. Hopefully, to hear it. When I was like, Yo, why is Dollar Tree always so unorganized? Like every Dollar Tree you walked into, tell me you haven't seen like no, the, you're absolutely they don't know right. how to keep their shit together. The you're one right. by me is actually pretty organized. The one on Liberty, yes. Uh, it is. That one is. That's the only mm-hmm. one I haven't been to. It's that's pretty organized. organized. But every other family dollar, not fa- I'm sorry, family dollar is organized. Tree. Have you been every to the one up the block? Right? That's the one I just came from. That's Horrendous. Just, it's a fucking tornado in there. <laughs> it doesn't matter the time of day. I'm like, and it's one person working, I swear to God. The, you can, it doesn't matter what time of day. So it's not even like, oh, this was after Saturday and I came here they Saturday like, at 8 Everything is a dollar. Y'all better not complain about I, nothing. I, I think, think that's, that's what it is, is also. That's no, exactly what it is. Take this and shut up. Right. They're like, you paying a dollar for this. You better, have, you better not complain about it. You're going anything. to have to find it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you find it, it's cheap. Right. Like, excuse me, where are the pens? Somewhere between 6 and 11. <laughs> Yeah. I'll six the computer. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, that, that's that's a random thought I had. Like, why are they so messy? So what's yours? Uh, my random thought is a lot of weird shit happens on the MTA. Oh, we had to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but I just keep experiencing weird things on the MTA. So it's just like this time. what doesn't happen <laughs> on the <laughs> MTA. See now you're being put on the spot. So what happened? I just saw this guy, like, get on the train, and 
he was, you know, like initially just like a homeless guy asking mm-hmm. for money or whatever the case may be. And he, <laughs> then he goes, he's like trying to guilt trip everyone. He's like, E-M-P-A-T-H-Y. Something that all of you guys should oh, have. Empathy. You I guys to should all be ashamed of yourself. I'm just, and he, he was holding like an empty uh, Amazon box. And he was like, <laughs> I'm just asking for anything anything to eat and I'm going to put it in this box and I'm going to hide it for later on so I can have a decent dinner something that you guys are going home to and I'm looking at him like with all these red track marks going up and down your arms you're going to sit here and try to get you're like nodding in between every other (laughs) word and you want to guilt trip me about not contributing to your demise Mm -hmm. and having empathy i absolutely do not have empathy for people like this and sometimes i get like backlash from my friends and they're like oh you should feel sorry for them because they have an illness and things like that but i'm a strong believer that when you choose to use especially a drug like heroin you made a conscious decision to stick a needle in your vein that's not like someone passed you a joint and they laced it with something. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to find the lesser of both evils, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like someone passed you a joint and was like, um, here, smoke this marijuana joint and you smoke it and it had acid in it and now you were tripped out about it because someone tricked you. Mm-hmm. When you use heroin, you stuck a needle you in know, your you arm. Know what's going on. You know what you're doing. So that's like one of the it just disgusts me that that drug in particular, I just have like a very big. And besides the point that my uncle died from like the effects of using heroin because he uh, contracted HIV after using that, I just hate that drug. And there's nothing anyone who uses it can tell me to justify their behavior because you chose to put that needle in your arm. Right. So that was my random thought. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wanted a random thought, right? Uh, there you man. go. That was deep, man. Yeah. That was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, so thank you, Sephora, for coming in. Thanks for having you know, me. Yeah, you know, you come again next time if we invite you, which you probably won't, but... <laughs> 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 uh, before we go, you know, it's rhyme time. So basically how this goes... Um, I have a Snicker bar. You like Snicker bars? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Now I don't have to give it to nobody. Well, okay, Woody, you alarm me. A grown man walking around with a chocolate bar in his pocket. I went to that nasty uh, Dollar Tree. Who were you trying to allure? That's very alarming. This is actually going to be my breakfast. It says Snickers, white chocolate, peanuts, I've heard stories about grown men walking around with chocolate bars in their pocket. White chocolate. This is in jail, man. (laughs) I've heard stories about you, Woody. About me? I know you. You just had a different name. <laughs> Girl, I, no, walking around with a I have no idea. I got this from Dollar Tree because I was hungry because I didn't eat any breakfast. Got shot making here on time, which we did not start on time. So I could have had time for breakfast, but I'm not saying anything. It's um, 3 p.m. and you're it's, talking about breakfast. Exactly. Because okay. it's dinner time now. All right. All right. So you usually pick a word and you just have to rhyme with the word. All right. It's going to go in a circle, clockwise, kind of clockwise, don't matter. So we'll let you pick. You, know, you want to pick? She should pick. I don't know. Because you already had that. I want to use that same word again. Which one? Brittle. I'm not going to... No, you want me to use it? Oh, because no, you were thinking don't. about... No, because I know you probably were thinking about it. <sighs> and I don't, can't really think of that wrong. So we're going to let you pick a random word. You're being okay. put on the spot, which That's you don't fine. like. That's fine. You're going to pick a random word. 
Which order do you want to go? Erica next? Uh, All right, then Erica goes, then I'll no, go. No, you go clockwise. Okay, you'll say, okay. you'll say a word. Basically, just keep trying to rhyme, and we'll wrap it up. My word is enhance. That's, that's kind of hard. It's answer the ED. Enhance. Enhance, not enhanced. En- enhance, stance. Prolance. Advance. Freelance. Ad. <laughs> go. Dance. Pants. Trance. Stance. You said that. I said stance. You sure did. That's what you started. I said stance. You did. You did. Lance. Okay. <laughs> so the winner to... this week is our guest support. Hey. I, was just, I was just trying to find Woody <laughs> never wins. Yo, Woody never wins. I won, I won an episode before. Woody has never won an episode. Yes, I, I did. I won it. He has never won an episode <laughs> of Bounce Word. I thought it was Rhyme Time, but change my name, why don't you? Okay, Rhyme Time, Bounce Word. What, what else? First of all, I won an episode. Anywho, since you don't eat Snicker bars, that's all I had. Okay. No, I'm good. I um, and then you, you want to offer her a warm Snicker bar you had in your pocket. The whole time. The whole time. She's not that Dang. I knew you had really weird intentions with that Snicker bar when you pulled it out that right Listen, pocket. Man, I'm going to eat this because it's my breakfast and my lunch. You've had white chocolate <laughs> Snickers before? That- I don't, they that had it. I was just disgusting. hungry. I just like, no, I just like Snickers. I don't like white chocolate. I just like Snickers. I was like, oh, it's right there. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. I just it gotta go. It like cocoa butter. Then. And how about this? Um, that's a, that's an apple, apple Danish. Danish. You want that? You can have it. Nah, I don't. All right. Those things are disgusting anyway. I just eat why it just because. Why you buy it? It's kind of like a rubber when you try to pull it apart. So why did you it's, purchase it? It's supposed to be an oven. Oh, you gotta, you gotta heat it up? Yes. yes. I never heat it up. Well, that's why you don't like it. That's why it's rubber. Wow. <laughs> right. That's why it's rubber. Wow, I'm not saying every day. Okay. No wonder you fart after you eat them. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for tuning in. And All right, I- and before we go, we have to shout out our sponsors today. Oh, yes, we forgot to do that. Yeah. yeah you're still going to get fired, but you're going to redeem your job just because you reminded me. We'd like to take this opportunity out to thank our sponsors, fashion.biz. That's V-A-S-H-U-N.biz. You can also visit us on our social media at Vashion2020. Again, Again Vashion2020. Oh, Vashion.biz. Thank you for joining us, Sephora. Thanks again. All right.